I'm Kyle Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week, I ask a different person about their job so you can know what your options are out in the world. My guest today is Chris Hill, the CEO of HumblePod. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kyle. Glad to be here. Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me what HumblePod is and what it's like to be the CEO? Yeah, so HumblePod is a podcast production company. We make podcasts just like you make. Um, but we make them for businesses and professionals that would otherwise not know how to make a podcast or need help with their current podcasts. So in a nutshell, that's what we do. Um, as for being CEO, it's um, it's a lot of work. I wear a lot of hats. It's a small business. I started it myself and I've slowly grown a, grown a team over time. And so um, it's been um, it's been quite quite a lot of work. Wow, that's cool. So what kinds of things do you actually do day to day at work? Um, well, we we make sure the podcasts get released on time and edited right and sound good going out the doors. So a lot of what we do day to day is making sure that things sound good. You know, if there's advertising in the podcast episode, we make sure we got the right ads set up. Um, we make sure the right content is there. Um, doing all the cleanup and removing the ums and the ahs and the things that you would normally hear people having a podcast we work on taking out so we make it sound good we polish it up and we send it out the door yeah that's cool so when did you first know you wanted to do this kind of work um I first that's a great question i first knew i wanted to do this kind of work probably when i was about your age actually i wanted to be in radio at the time there was no such mm -hmm. thing as podcasting when i was a little kid mm -hmm. but i knew i wanted to be on the radio or to do something in that realm and so at the time i just that's all i knew and that's what i wanted to do so um did you consider other jobs or careers before this one and can you tell us a bit about the path you took to get here Oh, man, I don't know that we have enough time for that in the podcast. But the long story short is that I started my career uh, thinking I was going to be in marketing and sales. And so I started down that career path. Uh, as a kid, my dad was in a place where he, for a time, had to be an entrepreneur. He mm -hmm. chose to leave the job he was in and start his own business. And so I got the opportunity to watch that unfold and realized I needed some entrepreneurial background as well. So I also got an entrepreneurship degree while I was in college. And after college, I ended up in a few different job opportunities where I got to be an entrepreneur. And so over time, I just knew I wanted to continue that. The desire to do radio or something like that was always there. Podcasting had become a thing in college. And I started to learn more about it, picked it up as a hobby, and eventually got to a place where people were coming to me saying, hey, how do you make a podcast? And I said, here's how you do it. And then eventually it was, hey, can I pay you to make a podcast? And then I did that. So that's the that's the simplified version of how how it happened. But yeah, before this, I was in sales and marketing and uh, working for other small startups in some capacity within either sales or marketing. That's, that's, yeah, that's cool. So what do you like most and least about your job? What I like most about my job, I really like the fact that I get to mm -hmm. go to work every day and I don't have to leave my house. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that I get to work with some really great customers and get to be with them, you know, and help them start businesses essentially because that's what a podcast feels like at times, right? Running your own company, your own business, your own processes. 
Um, and I really enjoy that aspect of it and getting to learn all the things about them just as a result of that. Things I like least, I would just say, um, you know, I, I don't like it when we are slow to get stuff out the door to finish, you know, to do the job right. Um, you know, I don't like the um, the fact that I still, you know, have to spend a lot of late nights working and can't spend, you know, the time I'd want to maybe with my family or kids from time to time because running your own business is tough. So I'd say those are the things I like least about the job. Now a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Kids Green Team, a business startup kit I created with my friend Micah. Here's the problem we learned about that we couldn't ignore. Your city doesn't recycle plastic grocery bags, shipping air pillows, bubble wrap, and other plastic like that. Whether you throw them in the trash yourself or put them in your curbside recycling bin, they're headed for a landfill, or worse, the ocean. But that's where my friend Micah and I come in. We've built an entire course to teach kids like us how to turn this unnecessary waste into a successful business, profitable from month number one. Check it out at kidsgreenteam.com. Let's do some good together. Okay, now back to the show. What level of education do you have? Was that required for your job or not? So level of education. I have a master's degree in business. I've got an MBA. I That is kind of required for the job. So when I went out of college and started on that professional career track of being in sales, I also started helping a friend start a business. And Mm -hmm. when we did that, I ended up leaving the sales job for the startup job. And then the startup failed. And what I realized then was I needed to go back and learn more. I wasn't done learning in school. And so I chose to go back and get my MBA at that time. And yeah, I would say it's not required for the job, but it has definitely helped. If you were to get a job that's truly relevant to what I'm doing outside of business, it would probably be an audio engineering degree, which I do not have. So that's why I hire people that do. (laughs) Interesting. So how much money would someone starting out in your field expect to make? And what's the long-term income potential? Uh, Another great question. I would say people starting out should be expecting about 35, 40,000 a year and long-term earning potential in this field just depends on what you do with it. You run your own business. You know, I think the sky could potentially be the limit. If you look at how, say, Gimlet Media, for instance, sold to Spotify for $100 plus million, $120 million plus, like that, that's a good example of how you could make a lot, a lot of money in this field. In terms of a career and having a steady job, the current job postings that will use Gimlet as an example, they're unionized. So they publish their their pay there. And I would say if you just go off of that income, easily in the $110,000, $120,000 a year range, for Mm -hmm. for this type of job wow so how much free time do you have like do you work a traditional 40-hour work week more or less i wish um (laughs) like i said the things i don't like about this job definitely a lot of not working normal hours because Mm -hmm. the show must go on so you've got to get the shows out on time you've got to get them out even if that means you're up until midnight 1 2 a.m you know finishing a project you know you got to do what you got to do but fortunately things are getting more back to normal and and are getting better with that. So, yeah. So what advice do you have for young people considering what you do for their job? I think if you wanted to get into podcasting, the best thing you can do is exactly what you're doing right now, which is creating your own podcast, learning to do it yourself, 
learning to learn about making a podcast and creating a podcast. I think that's probably the best way, um, you know, the, the best thing you can do if you want to get into this field is just to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So this one is borrowed from Tim Ferriss, a best-selling author and one of the top podcasters in the world. What is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? I would say the most, the one of the best investments I've ever made would be my first Tascam recorder, making that step to actually buying a piece of recording gear to take that risk and say, I'm going to record and make a first podcast was probably the best investment I ever made because it sparked this whole, whole journey. Yeah. Uh, so was there a time in your life where you felt like you completely failed at something, but it ended up helping later on in life? Oh, yes. Uh, that, that startup that I, I worked at mm-hmm. very right out of college. Um, well, not right out of college, but a few years out of college called Simply Social. And sim- at there, I learned a lot about what not to do with a business. And I learned about what I do and don't want in a company. And that helped me realize what I needed to do when I started HumblePod. So, yeah, absolutely. That was that was a big learning experience. So was there a person in your life, like a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, or mentor that made a huge impact on you? If so, in what way? And would you like to give that person a quick shout out? Oh, of course. I, I mean, I think obviously shout out to my dad. I mean, without... Mm-hmm. Without having seen him go through starting his own company and being inspired in that way, I don't think I would have ever realized there were opportunities that weren't a traditional job path. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'd I'd definitely say shout out to my dad. So knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently growing up? Maybe I might have pursued a communications degree and actually Mm -hmm. done more in broadcasting. Because I think that it would be nice to have more of that background and experience to bring to the job. But like a lot of things, sometimes you just fall into them. And, you know, as I'm learning right now, sometimes working with people in broadcasting, say radio, television, um, the, the editors and production folks in that field don't actually have a good set of skills that are directly applicable to podcasting. And that sounds weird because it's so similar, but when it comes to the actual production side of things I'm learning, it doesn't. So it's kind of one of those yes and no. Like I definitely think the marketing and sales and business experience is what I needed to make this business successful. Mm-hmm. And having not had that, I don't think I would be here today. So mm-hmm. sorry, that's a hard question to answer. <laughs> yeah. So what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and in their work? I would say... I would say it's don't give up and really focus on doing the best at everything you do. Um, What I, what I mean is that I see a lot of people that will get a project or get something and they'll, they'll get bored of it. They'll get tired of doing it and they'll just stop doing it. But in podcasting, especially I've learned over time that the most important thing you can do is just continue to keep producing and continue to keep getting content out Um, to be in the top 1% of podcasts in the world. All you need to have is to have released 21 podcasts, period, 21 episodes. That'll get you to the top 1% because most people don't even produce that. So keeping on being there consistently will help you grow. And yeah, I think that that applies to every area of life. 
Wow. So I actually think this is my 51st episode um, when it goes out. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> that's a big accomplishment. Bigger than you probably know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thanks, Chris. Now it's time for the joke of the day. What do you say to a rabbit on its birthday? I don't know. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us on the Kids Learn Career Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends. See you next time.